With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something. Something. Bravo. With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. That's right. This is Something Something Broncos with Lori Lattimore Volkman coming to you live from her mother's pantry between the Golden Grams and the Duncan Hines Brownies. <laughs> Aunt Jemima is here. Uh, Tim Lynch also joining us. And I am Jess Place uh, from beautiful snow-covered New Hampshire. So it is our final episode before our final episode. I mean, really, it's been over for a couple weeks. So it's, it's our second to final episode of the 2018 season. Um, we've got the Chargers coming up. We just got our ass handed to us by the Oakland Raiders. 4-11 and 11, Oakland Raiders. You need to note that. Remember when we were like, ha ha, they're tanking. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're Those are the good old days. What does it mean when you get beat by a team that's tanking? Checkmate? <laughs> Battleship? What's, <laughs> what's that game? You sunk my battleship. Like, I knew our ankles were getting wet, but it wasn't until the Raiders <laughs> beat us that we were dead. <sighs> so where do we start? Like, it's really, I mean, there's so much awful that came out of this game on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, where do you start? Records that end? Do you start with Philip Lindsay? Do you start with 
uh, first back-to-back losing seasons in my lifetime. Where do you go, Lori? I think we start with the way Tim did it on Twitter, which was, what a shit show that game was. It's terrible. It was Christmas Eve. I had planned to start watching it around the second quarter when I saw the score and I saw the MHR Twitter feed. I was like, nope, screw that. Not ruining my Christmas. So I didn't even watch. Yeah, it's it was a shit show. Like, really, I mean, if you... I mean, as, as shit shows go... All right, so we're already going to have to put the explicit tag on this. As shit shows <laughs> go, it's like, that's that's what it was. It was like, oh, crap. It's going to be that kind of game. And it was. Like, there was there was no hope. There was nothing to see. I mean, it was just, it was just pain and suffering uh, from beginning to end. And it was just... It was so hard to watch. Yeah, I just think back to... What, three and a half weeks ago, the Broncos coming off a win over the Steelers are six and six. They're in the playoff hunt. And you're like, wow, is this team actually going to start living up to the play that they, they've they had almost all season long? They competed with every powerhouse in the AFC with the Chiefs and the NFC at the Rams, the Texans. They, they were close games every time. And then they just come out just freaking, oh, God, the last three games. I just, I'm so ready to move on. I think the team is ready to move on. I think, the, you know, when I say the team, I mean the players. And it's just, it's 2019. They they've they were in the top five in DVOA three and a half weeks ago. This team has talent. I don't care what people say that, oh, this team doesn't have talent. They don't have talent. Yes, they have talent. They've been playing freaking well all year long. They're just, they just up short and when you come up short i blame the coaches in those situations and i'm just ready to move on that's where i'm at they have a ton of talent and part of the reason they come up short is the one position they really don't have a ton of talent is at quarterback and that hurt us too i mean coaching was terrible but our quarterback play was such an underwhelming experience case keenum did not live up to expectations he couldn't ever really get anything done yeah, I, I kind of, I'm kind of with you on that, but I'm also feeling like if he had a coaching staff that knew how to scheme smartly, I just yes, it's so true. predictable. He's not My a God, terrible just... quarterback. He just he needs help, and that comes from scheming, and that comes from good coaching and good play calling. And yes, I totally agree. He did not have that. Not like, consistently, you know, not every game, not enough throughout a game to have the right plays called at the right time. Oh yeah, I agree. And it's just, it's maddening. And you know, that's why I'm kind of on board with if, if they can't find a quarterback in the draft without reaching and drafting another freaking Paxton Lynch, then stick with Case Keenum and go into the 2020 draft going for a quarterback. Just, you know, sometimes it's just not the right time to, to take a risk and, if they get a good coaching staff in, you can win with Keenum. The Vikings freaking proved you can win with Case Keenum. And the fact that this team is 6-9 and nine shows that the coaching staff just isn't up to the task. It's time to freaking get rid of them. Well, all right. So let, before we go down the rabbit hole of how terrible the coaching staff is, it's <laughs> probably going to get fired like in mass in the next three days because this is uh, Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern when we are recording this. So Vance Joseph still has his job. Bill Musgrave still has his job. Joe Woods, uh, I believe, is at the Waffle House. (laughs) However, who do we believe could stick around? Could anybody from the staff feasibly 
make it. Like Taylor uh, came out with a post this morning. Uh, the offensive line coaches have done an extraordinary job with, with the talent they had, with the injuries they had. Um, and the other guy, the only other guy that I would actually really th- thinks deserves to stick around in the next uh, regime is the bear wrestler, Bill Kohler. You know, he's, he's just, he's got his defensive line playing well and the, his players still respect him after all these years and still play hard for him. Considering all the problems this team had with offensive line coaching, they'd be insane to let these guys go after the job they did this year. Those are the two that I think they should just find a protective shield and tell the next guys that are coming in saying you really got to consider keeping these three coaches on their staff. I think you could add in the um, the wide receivers and running backs coach too. Philip Lindsay did great. Royce Freeman's done well. Even Devontae Booker has done better. I I agree with you. I think I think the running backs coach and 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 it kills me. I don't I don't know his name. I mean, it was Eric Studisville forever, and then it was Coach yeah. Modkins. Modkins. We need to know his name. Like, why are we like Studisville was like ah, he was so great, and and Billy Turner from from back in the day was like ah, the running backs coach, you know, and now we don't know this new guy who allowed Philip Lindsay to to tear it up. And then also uh, the the special teams coach. The specter of <laughs> Brock Olivo has been exercised from the Valley. Special teams for the first time in a few years. I mean, even going back to like the Trinidad holiday year. I would say they did pretty well this year. Well, I have a little bit of mixed bag news for you. Last year, they finished 31st in DVOA on special teams. This year, they are... This year, they are 27th in DVOA on special well, teams. Well, they moved up. <laughs> improvement yes. i'm on, just saying man. our bar might be a little low maybe maybe they do need a new special teams coordinator and we got rid of marquette king that was that was a positive there haven't been you know the muff punts and 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 uh, we haven't been running it out of the end zone uh you know to get tackled on the two yard line as much and so it, it's it's those it's those big moments that we have been lacking that make me think Oh, well, maybe special teams have been doing well. While, you know, the, the runbacks may not have been as grand as, as we had hoped or as other teams have had, there are those moments where we're not fumbling the ball after every kickoff, and uh, and, and that means something. To, and to be fair to your point, uh, until last week when they gave up that 99-yard FUBAR kick return, they were near the top middle part of the the rankings. So they dropped uh, significantly after last week. So to be fair to your point, they did rank a lot better until they went foobar with the Raiders. Well, I think even if you don't look at the DVOA rating, it did feel better. I think Jess has a really good point. It, we didn't have the mistakes that we were constantly talking about, the muffed punts and the to- you know tons of missed tackles. We were pinning them back a lot. The decision to get rid of Marquette King and the decision to bring in a guy who had really not ever played for two years he ended up being a a great punter for us and McManus got back on track. I mean, I think, I think Tom McMahon deserves a second look to stay on the team too. Compared to last year, maybe the bar is a little low, but not only did we not have big mistakes, we did make improvements. We just, part of it is we didn't have the personnel for a, you know, a really awesome run back for a touchdown. You know, we, we need some of the players to do some of that, but we didn't have mistakes and that's, as you said earlier, that's coaching. So the coach, I think, yeah. deserves some credit for making our special teams at least not be completely sucky. Kind of looking back on, on 20, 
17, like, oh, that was so much worse. It's like, it's we have won one more game this year than last year. Like, where was the improvement? Was but it- we competed better this year. You know, yeah, we, no, no, fifty-two to twenty games. <laughs> well, we had the Jets game, but <laughs> they only scored thirty-four. Okay, right, right. And we didn't have a you know shutout loss. We played really tough against some of the top teams in the NFL. Our offense just couldn't overcome enough points, which was oh, maddening. How we, is it that we're we're so dapper when it comes to the elite teams of the AFC? Uh, and then when it comes to playing the Browns, the 49ers, the Jets, we, we like roll up with our pants around our ankles. Like, like coaching. why Why are we playing coaching. down to the competition? That's all coaching, man. 100%. That's why I'm, I'm just – I've been done with this it's, coaching staff for a couple weeks. It's also injuries, though. The Browns game and the 49ers game did have some key players out that, that clearly hurt us. Without Chris Harris Jr., without Emmanuel Sanders, I think those games could have been a little different. I, I still was, agree. I was livid after the Browns game. I felt like the decision-making in that game was so stupid. We went for it on 4th and 19 against the Raiders. Not 4th and 1 against the Which, Browns. We should have all expected. That's exactly how... Vance Joseph has coached all year. He reacts to whatever went wrong the week before. He just does the opposite the next week, even if that's not the right decision. It's like he has no idea what is the right decision in the moment. He's just reacting to what didn't go right the last time. So I'm going to do the opposite of that. It's just yeah, that's it's totally the come on man, come on man. That's the come on. Well, so we have one game left. Uh, we're probably not going to win it. Uh, it could be ugly. Um, how do you watch a game like this? Drunk. <laughs> well, I, for one, plan on taking up smoking cigarettes. Don't, don't, don't smoke cigarettes. It's bad for you. Jess was kidding. I'm kidding. So, yeah, it's a terrible, it's a, it's going to be a terrible game. We're going to lose and, uh, we're going to be embarrassed and everyone's going to leave at halftime. I don't know if I really want to watch it. I, I haven't missed a Broncos game in a very long time. I watched them all. I, I If I don't watch them, I certainly listen to them on the radio. And I, there's just, like, like what good can come out of watching this game? What are we – why do we want to watch this? I have to watch it because I have to blog about it. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because I'm – with my family, which is, you know, how I became a Broncos fan. And we only get together to see a game pretty much once a year. And so even though it's going to suck to have a bad team playing a meaningless game, it's actually going to be what the reason we all watch football initially is. It's just fun to be around people who cheering for the same team you are, anticipating what they could do, hoping that the next play is a good play. It's easy to lose perspective and I'm not going to be like the Pollyanna. Oh, it's just football. Everybody should love to watch it together. But truthfully, at the end of the day, if you're around a bunch of people that love the Broncos, you kind of take it in perspective what, that you know, we're not going to win anything this year. It's not going to be anything fabulous. But hey, we can have a few beers and cheer for the team we love and hope we see some great plays. And it's not so bad. I mean, it's not awful. It could be fun. You know, maybe Case Keenum will do something. Maybe we'll see some young guys play that we haven't really seen and we'll get to see if they're any good. I mean, there's there's things to watch. Just don't screw our draft position, all right? <laughs> Come on, you people in your draft position. Years ago, 
the Broncos were, I believe, seven and eight, and they played the Chargers in week 17. And I was in San Diego visiting family because that's where I'm from. And they're all, they, at the time, they were all Chargers fans. Now they're all, they all hate the Chargers, but that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and we fa- I found a Broncos bar in San Diego that was called Chiefs Bar and Grill, which it's like, it's I don't ironic. even know how to explain how confusing this all was because it was packed with Charger fans. It's a Broncos bar and it's called Chiefs Bar and Grill. <laughs> but um, they had like old Mile High Stadium uh, seating in there in the VIP section, which I thought was really cool. Um, And I proceeded to watch the uh, Broncos lose like 52 to 21 and Mike Shanahan got fired the next day. So here I am week 17 this year and (laughs) you know, they're playing the chargers and Vance Joseph is probably going to get fired the day after. So, you know, NFL is cyclical. Everything comes. (laughs) Now do you think it's hard for, Vance Joseph to game plan while they're scraping his name off the outside of his door. (laughs) (laughs) They probably scraped it off two weeks ago and he hasn't been able to find his office. It's it's like office space. He's like, can I take my officially branded Denver Broncos stapler with me? You lost to the Browns. You don't get to keep the Broncos stapler. (laughs) The the irony is, as you said, you know, game planning, uh, he is running Madden simulations right now as we speak. He's up late in Dove Valley playing Madden. That might actually work. Madden has a coach assist, right? Just turn on that coaching assist. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to find the boomstick. We got to find the boomstick. No. No. So just an observation. As we said earlier, uh, Lori is broadcasting live from the pantry at her mom's house. There is one box of Cheerios, one box of checks, and two boxes of Lucky Charms. Could it be that everyone is going to eat Lucky Charms in the hope of a Denver Broncos victory? Damn straight we are. <laughs> I can't stop staring at the chocolate cake myself. But Okay, so predictions uh, for the Chargers game. How do you think we're going to do? <sighs> Tim, you go first. <laughs> I predict that this team will come forth and disappoint. <laughs> Six and ten means top ten, and I'm okay with that at this point. So it's this whole season's been disappointing. It doesn't really matter. If they win, I'll be happy. If they lose, I'll be happy. And that's that's really where I'm at. I'm not any less of a fan because, you know, I don't give a shit. It's just it's just one of those things. It's over and we everybody knows it's over. Freaking Philip Rivers. Uh, seeing him sad and all like, Woo, we got swept we got swept by the Broncos. That's perfect. I'm okay with that. But if they lose and they're six and ten, they get a top ten pick, I'm okay with that too. So bring it on. Bring on the Chargers. Let's go. It would be nice to screw with the Chiefs with a victory. I mean, if if, if we if we let the Chargers win and the Chiefs lose, right? Don't don't the Chargers take over first place in the AFC yes. West? They have to lose to the Raiders at Arrowhead, right? Look at Lori getting all freaking making us feel bad about hoping for the Chargers <laughs> to make the Chiefs screw up. No, not at all. <laughs> Except that I'd rather the Broncos win and kind of just screw Philip Rivers. My, I think my ultimate scenario would be that the Broncos play really well, the defense plays great, and they pummel Philip Rivers, and the offense has a great day where the people score and Keenum doesn't throw any interceptions, but 
ultimately the Chargers play just a little bit better and they win so that we get the draft pick, we screw the Chiefs, but the Broncos go out feeling like they played a good game and it's not depressing and demoralizing. We could be as high as 7 or as low as 12. Is that is that correct? As low as 16. Oh, as low as 16. Yeah. No, there's so many 5 and 10 teams right now. We need a bunch of 5 and 10 teams to win just to get in the top 10. If, if the Broncos finish 6 and 10 with their strength strength of schedule, as, as long as a couple of the 5 and 10 teams win, which they should, then they'll be in contention for a top 10 pick. And really, when you look at the 2019 draft, there's so much talent on defense. And... The Broncos will have a significant opportunity to really just keep keep that defense going, and and if, if that's our that's this team's identity. So I don't really care about a quarterback because there's no quarterbacks coming out of the draft that I really am excited about. So go get that defense. Go make that defense. Make it a dogfight every game, and then hope Case Keenum can be schemed into winning a few games here. Or there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I'm at, too, mostly. (laughs) Bless your heart. (laughs) I I wish that was the case. I just, like, before the season started, I was like, Case Keenum, he's found his way. He could could be Tony Romo, or he he could be Brad Johnson. He's not not Joe Flacco either. We have him for another year, unless we find some sucker we can get rid of him with. God bless. He's terrible, and he's ours. (laughs) <laughs> better or for, he's like i bought a house in denver and like you know at the time i was like good that's commitment now i'm like oh god he's not going anywhere <laughs> he's not staying here more than next year i'm sure and you know he's a he's a grew up a bronco fan and all that stuff and somebody said he's not going to be the keenum from the vikings but he's not he's also not going to be the keenum before the vikings he's going to be somewhere in between and if you look at his stats he's right there in the middle between the keenum of the Vikings and the kingdom of be pre-Vikings. So he regressed to the mean and the mean is just an average runner of the mill, average quarterback. I mean, I know a lot of statistics say he's the worst quarterback in the NFL, but I kind of blame that more on the coaching staff more than anything at this point. I'd rather the Broncos wait till 2020 to, to pursue a rookie quarterback. Cause that, that draft's going to be so stacked with quarterbacks. I'm not excited about anybody coming out right now. In which in case, you probably hope the Broncos have a bad season next year, too, so that they're in a good position to get one of those top quarterbacks in 2020. Why Why did you have to say that? <laughs> I'm with you, though. I do. I feel like we, we roll with Case next year and we go for 2020. But I'm just, I don't want to have another 5-11, 6-10 next year just so we can be in the right top 5, top 10 to get that quarterback of the future. But we might have to be because oh. that's how that's how it goes in the draft. My whole mentality was get to 500, have a season that's not a disaster, build on this season, get better, and then in 2020, trade, bet, whatever the hell farm you've got, John Elway, get up into the top five, get a freaking quarterback. Because 2020 is the, I got to get a guy that's going to be the future, and you start him week freaking one. None of this... Oh, let's start it behind a veteran. No, <laughs> throw him to the wolves. Let's see where it goes. That's that's where I'm at with with the next two years with this team. I like that approach too. Is at that point that I'm going to segue into this week's mystery question. <laughs> yes. If you could roll into 2019 with one quarterback, Trevor Simeon, Case Keenum, or Brock Osweiler, 
Who would it be? <laughs> That's a terrible question. I mean, the answer is Case Keenum. Right, Lori? I think it's Case. I would maybe think about Brock for a minute, but I wouldn't I wouldn't think for a second about Trevor Simeon. You would think Brock only in October, because Brocktober is a glory. <laughs> That's right. I'm, amazing. It is totally amazing. But after that, you gotta go back to Case Keenum. <laughs> that wasn't a fair question, but it's you know, going going into the Chargers game where quarterback play is probably going to be very poor, like really like take a moment and just think about that. Like uh, who would I rather? <laughs> In like February, before we had, when we were having all those discussions about, do we, you know, are we going to get, try to trade up for Baker Mayfield? Do we want Sam Darnold? What about Josh Allen? Is it going to be Kirk Cousins or Case Keenum? I put a tweet out there where I had a gif of some guy running naked down the street, and I said, if Case Keenum ends up being the guy that takes this franchise to the playoffs, I will run naked in Mile High in December. <laughs> and a few weeks ago, I had somebody remind me of that tweet and say, you better start getting prepared to get to Mile High in December. And I was like, oh, shit. And two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, I was right. <laughs> there, was, there was no reason to worry about Case Keenum being the guy. Yeah. I'd be more worried about that guy that reminded you. He sat on that for, what, eight months? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, that draws an end to our something-something broadcast here before the last game, before the last game. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Jezru. Uh, Lori, you are? At DocLLV. And Tim? At Mile High Report. And you can read all of us at milehighreport.com, where it's awesome. It's a great fan community. And if you don't know about milehighreport.com, you should. I urge all of you to read and write your opinions in our fan post section. Beautiful. Great job, Jess. Jess. (laughs) Good promo. Thank you. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, Lori Lattimore Volton, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Incomplete. Alright, so wait, where are you real quick? Are you at in your mom's? <laughs> I'm in my mom's pantry. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is gonna be che- great. The Cheerios, the Lucky Charms. <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, I see the Quaker Oats. Yeah, yeah. I've got it all. Okay. I'm, I'm also three beers in. So. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Yikes. This is, good. this is good. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seemed smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.